Welcome back to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast, where we will explore the local arts culture and community in the Lehigh Valley. We'll be doing this through conversations with individual artists, administrators, and organizations. We'll discuss all types of mediums with the goal of enriching local arts culture. Hello, and welcome back to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast. This week, Ben will be interviewing Rachel Perry. Rachel Perry is a lifestyle and portrait photographer, as well as jewelry maker who operates out of the Lehigh Valley. In addition to being an artist, she is the current acting president of ACE, also known as the Arts Community of Easton. ACE was founded in 1999 and incorporated in April 2000 by artists, business owners, art institution representatives, and art lovers seeking an organization for arts education programs, workshops, information dispersal, and networking. Given its proximity to large cities, Easton has been a magnet for artists who are looking for a place to work and live. Since the 1980s, many artists have joined with longtime artists in making Easton their home. ACE's mission is to encourage and promote all the arts, foster an appreciation of the arts, and enrich the quality of life by offering arts involvement, education, and community programming to the Easton area. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I am excited to talk to you. You are a photographer and you are also an arts administrator. Yes. Yeah, so you've got dual mentality when it comes to everything relating to the arts, I'm sure. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Well, I want to start with your photography. How long have you been doing photography? How long have you been working on that? So I actually started photography in high school. Okay. So it's been a long time because I just had my 10-year reunion not that long oh, ago. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but I kind of like did it on and off and stopped for a year or two in between. Um, and then I'm definitely doing it like way more consistently than I used to. It was always kind of just like a hobby on the side. Sure. Sure. I think that's where so many photographers start. Oh, yeah, Yeah. definitely. definitely. (laughs) Within the world of photography, do you have a preferred way to shoot, whether that be a specific camera or time of day, etc.? Um, I really like shooting with Canon. I have tried like Nikon before. Um, I had them like in the early days in high school and I switched over. Um, I don't know if I have a specific way. Um, It's kind of just like how I see it through the lens, I guess. Um, But what I normally photograph in general now is portraits and weddings and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Talk me through your process for getting a portrait. How do you connect with your subjects? How do you choose what location you want to go with? Um, Well, I do talk to them a little bit beforehand because I want to get to know like what they're looking for. Um, And then... People always laugh at me when I say this. When I'm actually photographing them, I start telling, like, ridiculous jokes, like, try to get them comfortable laughing. Because people sometimes get really uncomfortable in front of the camera, which I completely understand. I'm like that, too, sometimes. And um, I just start spewing off, like, the most ridiculous jokes. And, like, they just met me, and they're like, what the heck? And they look so, like, happy and relaxed then in the photos. So, like, just communicating, I would say, with them, getting them to laugh. I have a joke where it's like, okay, can you fake laugh for me? And they're like, what? 
But then they start actually laughing because they're like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. I have I have something very similar when I'm working with with people where I'll I'll just say something totally off the wall. Um, and then be like, well, I, I know that was funny. Like, come on, you, you can give me a laugh for that. And then yeah. that's what makes them laugh. Well, I noticed in your portraits that you have on Instagram um, that you have a tendency to use flowers and shoot with a lot of nature in your work. Yes, I really love vibrant mm-hmm. colors. Okay. Uh, there's awesome. something about it, it re- and it really like brings out people's eyes and like your complexion, like so many different things. And it, like, yeah, you've seen a lot of people laying in like flower beds and stuff like totally, that. Totally. And I personally just really love flowers. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, do flowers represent something special to you? Do you do you, uh, you have a connection with them that goes beyond your photography itself? So, I used to do um, pressed jewelry with flowers and um i always like that you could do that because even though the flower has died you can still kind of like carry that beauty with you totally so that's where i feel like that really comes from oh that's awesome and that's that's interesting too because the the colors change when Mm -hmm. you're doing pressed and dried um flowers Mm -hmm. and work with that what would you say your current color palette is oh my goodness i always say because i had some that are like dark and gloomy yeah but then i always go back to like the flowers and the bright and i've just been kind of sticking with that now because like i it's i don't know i get so torn between the two because i really like the dark and gloomy sure it's not the same with the flowers then. <laughs> like all those bright colors yeah. and like yeah, totally. just happy. And especially if it's like maybe weddings. Um, the dark and gloomy looks good though. It it definitely does. But I do like the bright. I guess I'm still torn. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you how do you determine which one you want to shoot on a in a given session? People have told me what they want, so that's where I kind of base it on. Understandable. Given that you do a lot of portrait work, um, is there anything specific about portraits and the idea and, and art history of portraits that really draws you to want to capture people in that way? I've had this question asked before, and my answer has never changed um, <laughs> <laughs> in like a decade. Um, with taking portraits of people, I really want them to see themselves how I see them, which is a beautiful person right in front of me. Yeah. And that's always how I viewed it. And I want like them to know like how beautiful they are, no matter like who they are, <clears throat> where they came from. And that's like my whole oh, purpose that's with awesome. portrait photography. <laughs> totally. When it comes to the outfits that the people in your photos wear, do you assist them with the outfits? Do they pick it totally on their own? How does how does their outfit choice impact your decisions as the photographer and artist? People actually, a lot of people ask me what they should wear. Okay. <clears throat> so I usually assist them, sure. which is okay. Yeah. Obviously, if I'm doing a wedding, that's completely different. Yeah. Um, but with a lot of the portraits and stuff like that, the people do ask me what kind of stuff they should wear, which is cool. Um, I had someone... Um, who I'm friends with, she went to a thrift store. She sent me a bunch of dresses, like photos, and was like, which one should I get? And I was like, you should definitely get that one. 
and you've probably seen the pictures. She's wearing a purple dress. She's in Easton, and she's lying in like a bed of purple flowers. Oh, it's a beautiful photo. Yeah. Yeah. On the show, we like to dive into one or two works of yours. Okay. Um, and given that this is an auditory program, we like to use a method called audio description. It's, okay. It's typically used for those that are... Um, blind or low vision. Okay. Um, but in our quest for accessibility in the arts, we thought that an audio program for artists would be a great way to get people used to, to engaging with it. Okay. Um, so I would love to take that photograph and I'd like to use that because I know we talked about it okay. um, a little bit earlier. Okay. The piece is Untitled by Rachel Perry from 2021. This is a digital photograph. And this photo is of a black model from the chest up, relaxed and lying in a purple flower bed, with her hands gently resting on her forehead. Quartz earrings hang off of her ears, and a natural light illuminates her face and chest. Tell me a little bit about the day of and the prep for this shoot. We shot in a few different locations. Uh, we shot in the circle. Um, got her a little warmed up. She was she was fine. She was fine. <laughs> she did a she did such a good job. Um, when I directed her with different poses and stuff like that. Um, and then towards the end of us shooting, I was like, let's just go over here on like the other side of Easton. It was kind of like out of downtown, I guess, yeah. towards like Lafayette. Yeah. And I see these flowers and I'm just like, you, you have to go in them. Like, this matches your dress, like, <laughs> yeah, totally. So then originally she was sitting in them, and then I'm like, okay, can you lay down and just stay there? <laughs> and that's how I got that picture. Oh, I got awesome. a few different ones um, in there, but that one I think was the best. It says a lot. It really does. Yeah. And, and you, I know you said that this was, um, you said her first time modeling? Yeah. Your ability to direct her into that level of relaxation and, and comfort in front of the camera is impressive. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Probably, I probably told her to fake laugh all before, so she was probably all relaxed then. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, she did a really good job. Oh, and I actually awesome. did photos for her multiple times after that. What did that relationship and, um, and direction from, from your end look like as you continued working with her as a model she said she only felt comfortable coming to me and that really meant a lot yeah. and i've had that happen multiple times with people and that speaks volumes like and means so much totally um i really even though i've known her since i was like 14 i didn't know that side of her like maybe how she didn't like being in front of the camera and now she's like a little more relaxed and like she did, she came to me again and we did uh, photos a few months ago and I feel like we kind of both saw a different side of each other because she opened up because she felt comfortable having me photograph her. That's awesome. Yeah. How do you how do you handle lighting? Are you using mostly natural light? Are you using mostly reflectors? natural? Okay. Yeah, 
I've used reflectors here and there, but I like natural light personally. Totally. Well, I want to talk about some of your other mediums that you you work in. I know you mentioned jewelry. Yes. Um, is that something that you're still continuing to practice? Um, yes. I actually have a bunch of it on right now. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I do these bracelets that are like weaved with um, thread and leather and they're glass beads. Um, I do necklaces. I haven't really been like doing much. It's kind of just I've been making them for myself or like as gifts recently. Yeah. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much it. But yeah, I used to do the pressed flower necklaces as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What draws you to jewelry specifically? I don't know. Like I like tedious things. Okay. Like I like sewing. Sure. And like that's I don't know. Yeah, something with something the process. about it. Yeah. Yeah. But. These take a while to make. Like I could imagine. I have the doubles on, and when I first started making them, I had a friend teach me. It took me like 45 minutes for one bracelet. Oh, man. Which is a lot of yeah, time is, for a bracelet. That is a long time. Yeah, but wow. I started getting better, and I was a little quicker, but still. <laughs> Understandable. Understandable. Uh, what, other, what other mediums do you like to work in? I can sew. When the pandemic happened... Mm -hmm. I decided that I was just gonna sew a bunch of masks and um, I sewed over 500. Oh my gosh. In my apartment and teamed up with St. Luke's. And I it was the funniest thing. I had like, I was like pumping these masks out and I would have like these nurses come pick them up and it was like a whole little like oh that's awesome event yeah and I had a lot of people donate which was awesome like fabric and thread and stuff well in addition to being a practicing artist you are also the president of ACE yes which stands for arts community of Easton nice tell me about how you got involved with ACE I actually got involved with Ace because of my jewelry. Oh, the story is a little long, but I can... One day, this was in like 2016, I think it was. Okay. Um, I used to go to Easton by myself a lot, and I would go to the farmer's market, and I would go pick up like the, like the flower bouquets. Yeah. Sometimes the dried ones are like regular, and I would go there like every other weekend. And the one day, there was like no parking, and I had to park on 2nd Street. <clears throat> and I parked in front of this store and then I looked in it from like the street and I was like, Ooh, this looks really cool. Like it had a bunch of different like art and like yarn and stuff like that. Yeah. So when I came back, I walked in there and the woman that owned it, she was like painting a cabinet and I'm like, how do, how does someone like get their stuff in here? <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I have jewelry. I'm a photographer. Like what? Well, first I introduced myself, obviously, but sure. <laughs> and so she told me her process and then she told me about ACE and she told me about the Riverside Arts Festival. So I did that festival that year with my photography in her um, little shop. Okay. And then her and I actually became really good friends and I just stayed an ACE member um, for a little while. And then um, I guess I could get into how I became president. Yeah. <laughs> so around when COVID started, 
Ace, I would always get Ace's emails and stuff like that. And um, I saw they no longer had a president. And with when you don't have a president or maybe you don't have enough board members and stuff like that, things can't run the way yeah. that they should. Yeah. Same with anything. Sure. So I told them I wanted to be president. So everybody voted on it, and then I got voted in. Nice. Um, and then I got reelected for this year. So this is my second year doing it now. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What are, What are some of your responsibilities as president? Um. So I do help with the exhibitions that are going on, and um, even the smaller exhibits we have. I also help finding like new locations and galleries for us to hang, like for the yeah. artists to hang in. Yeah. I also host the members meetings every month. So tomorrow is our members meeting. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. What would you say the benefits to joining a community like Azor? Definitely the networking and like getting to know different artists and different events that are going on. And being involved with the different, like, exhibitions and arts tours, Mm. um, I would say that's, like, the number one thing. It really, the networking, like, really helps a lot of people and, like, getting to know different artists and, like, oh, my goodness, there's so many things I learned about art that I'm, like, I had no idea people, like, made this type of art or, like, what the process was and stuff like that. Um which has made me be able to have conversations with like other people in different states and learn more and like get them involved. Like, um, it's a really good community to be in. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, for, for those that want to help facilitate an arts community, what's a tip that you would give to them? Come talk to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Seriously, shoot me a message. Uh, the, that's what I've been telling people. I'm like, send me a message. I'm not scary. Really, don't be afraid to reach out to like any... Uh, if you see artwork on a wall and you're interested and you want to be involved, ask the owner, how'd that get there? Yeah. If the artist's there, talk to the artist. Like... My number one thing is always networking. Like, I met so many amazing artists from Hannah, from her gallery and her having different people that she networked with to get in there. Yeah, that's Hannah from Hemlock, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. In the past, there's been a, a, a public perception that you have to be in Easton to be a part of ACE. Is that true? No, you don't. (laughs) No. I mean, I joined ACE and I was living in New Jersey still, which was right over the border. Um, But yeah, you don't have to live in Easton to be a part of it. You can be in the Lehigh Valley, anywhere in the Lehigh Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. When it comes to your community meetings and your member meetings, what uh what does one typically look like? What can you what can you find if you walk into one? Well, tomorrow is actually going to be a sit and sketch. So we're gonna have a model and you're gonna come over and there's gonna be paper, pencils, charcoal, and we're just gonna kinda like go over like new announcements and stuff like that, introduce ourselves, and then we're just gonna draw. 
That's awesome. Yeah. How many different mediums would you say are represented through Ace? Oh, gosh. <laughs> All of them? <laughs> Anything and everything? Literally. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I don't even know how many. There's some that I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even realize you could do that. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, has, what would you say a few things that being part of Ace has taught you as an artist? It really has taught me, like, with the different mediums, how to view things and view things in a different way. Like I want to be able to understand where the artist is coming from when they're making their artwork. There's so like there's artwork that I've looked at and I'm like, I feel like I know this person. Yeah. But that could just be my like personal experience with that artwork. Sure. But I feel like the artwork really speaks a lot. And like you can see with the artwork how much dedication and time and like heart the artist has put into it. Yeah. Has there has there been a specific medium that you um, would generally say you weren't a huge fan of or didn't particularly connect to, but through your through your exposure to it in Ace, um, you've either warmed up to it or have learned to appreciate the artistry that goes into it. There's so many different kinds that I've seen. It's like crazy. It's amazing now. Like oh, even awesome. just like crocheted, like things made it like just so many different things. But um, I would say sculptures. Mm. I was always photography, photography, photography. Sure. And like, did painting drawing here and there but like never really into like sculpting or anything like that that really speaks volumes the sculpt like the sculptures like i went to the hundred and art tour yeah which was the other weekend and yeah. i went to this amazing place and it was all these sculptures and like they it was like a thousand words just looking at them like i was amazed yeah. um they had these, it was like from the shoulders up and it was these faces, but they had like antlers on them. And it was very like, to me, it was very like mystical, but it said a lot because all of the faces had a different expression on them. Mm, fascinating. Yeah. So they were all kind of like in a different mood. Yeah. Which was very interesting to that me. Is, that is super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I'm, I'm glad you said sculptures because sculptures are one that I think a lot of those uninitiated to the art scene have a really hard time with. Um, bringing in that 3D element and trying to understand how environment plays into the reading mm -hmm. of a piece is something that a lot of people have trouble with and a lot of people have trouble thinking through in the first place mm -hmm. or to even go that direction with their thought process. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you're viewing a giant thing open in a park, it's like, oh, how does how does the park and being in the park influence my read of this right now? Mm -hmm. How do I see past it's just a big steel sculpture to this is a steel sculpture with its own shadows that are being thrown across the ground from mm -hmm. being in this location being around it were there any actionable steps that you took in further understanding sculpture so i really like mini brands and mini artwork yeah and 
I had this mini um, greenhouse I was working on. And I actually just ordered a mini house, which I guess could be a sculpture type thing if you view it that way. Sure. Um, but I'm going to be redoing things in it and I'm going to turn it into a piece of art, but that's all I will leave you with. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't know how long it'll take me, so. <laughs> but I'm going to be working on that. So there will be, I guess, sculpture type stuff sure. involved with sure. it. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see how that turns out. I love mini works as well. Oh my gosh, Have yes. You, <laughs> when Hannah was on, she was talking about her... Mini pottery? Yeah, her <gasps> mini pottery. It's and so cute. <laughs> the, the irony of calling it functional wear while it being at an almost unfunctional yeah, size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> while being built from the ground up to be functional. Yeah. Um, and oh my goodness. What I love with, with mini works is seeing all of the thought put into every millimeter of the piece. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I'm curious what draws you to the pieces. Well, I don't know why this started, but I started getting mini brands, but that was not the thing. I always like smaller artwork, I guess. And then there's actually some ACE members that they do mini artwork and that's what they kind of like, that's their thing. Sure. Um. It's the intricateness for me. Totally. Because uh, we have one artist. She's amazing. Um, I have a few of her pieces. And she does a lot of, like, landscapes. And they are so small. I'm like, how does she... And they're watercolor. Sure. And I'm like, how is she doing that? Like, I'm telling you, like, a full, like, there's a barn... There's like a field, there's a fence, a house, like a whole thing. And it's on like a tiny, like the tiniest, the tiniest thing. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. It, I'm, I guess I'm very impressed with people that can like Understandable. work with something that small. <laughs> Yeah, and who is who is the artist that you're you're talking about? Marianne Riker. If um if you had to shout out another couple few artists here on the show today, oh my goodness, you, I have uh... so many. <laughs> uh definitely Janet Rockware. She is on the board. Uh she works with resin. Okay. Super cool. She's in the Townley House right now showing. Oh, awesome. and in the Eastern Public Market. There's so many artists. I want would want to shout them all out. <laughs> That'd be a long list. <laughs> How can people find Ace on Instagram? So Ace is A-C-E dot arts community of Easton. Awesome. And people will find announcements and such on there? Yes. So we'll have announcements for our members meeting. And then we also run a program called the Ace Social Spotlight. So a different artist is featured monthly on there and you kind of like learn about them. You get to see their artwork and also they will post video processes of like their artwork and stuff like that, which is pretty cool because you kind of like not everybody gets to see like the process that they're going sure, through with sure. their artwork. Awesome. And then different exhibits and shows. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> where can people where can people find your work? So I'm mostly on Instagram. Nothing um, wrong with that. I have a Facebook page for my photography, but I just started it not that long ago. Okay. Um, I would say on Instagram. 
Yeah. And, um, you have a personal account and a photography account, correct? Yes. Yeah. And what are what are both of those those account names? So the personal one is R O C H P E R I. It's a name from high school <laughs> that I've had. People always think my name is Rochelle, like because it's R O C H. I'm like, no, that's not my name. Yeah. Um, and then my photography one is just Rachel Perry photo on Instagram. Awesome. When people are following you on those, what can they expect to see from you? A lot of art. Yeah. Art stuff. <laughs> and message me, like, if you have questions about art or the arts community, like, do not be afraid to shoot me a message. Mm, for sure. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on. It thank was a you. pleasure talking with you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Artists of all mediums are welcome, as is anyone who would like to support the arts. ACE monthly meetings are open to the public. You do not need to be an ACE member to attend. ACE is a membership-driven organization, and there are numerous ways to contribute to and benefit from participation. As an ACE member, you will receive multiple opportunities to exhibit work, receive discounts, and more. Become an active member of ACE and help lift and encourage our community through the power of the arts. ACE offers individual family and student memberships that offer benefits such as participation in meetings and events, marketing and network resources, special exhibition opportunities and announcements, and more. Thanks for tuning in to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast, a Steel Pixel original series. Don't forget to like the podcast, leave us a review, and follow us on both social media and streaming services at Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast. Mm-hmm.